RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles. Welcome back to In the Trenches. It's been an eventful uh, weekend, a long weekend. Uh, for those of you who watched the NFL draft, and it did because the uh, the ratings came out and there was 55 million people watched the NFL draft in three days, which is a record. Uh, I could have told you that was going to happen beforehand. There's nothing else to watch. Um, I pretty much predicted that this thing would be a debacle, kind of like Saturday Night Live tried to do with their at-home show, which was just awful. They, I, don't, I, haven't, I don't think they've tried it since because it was just awful. Uh, after watching the three days of the NFL draft, uh, I'm not sure they didn't fall into something because – you know, the NFL draft in the past has been about pageantry and hoopla and who has the nastiest suit and who hugs Roger Goodell, the fakest. And I thought it was real. I thought it was real the way they did it. I thought it was awesome that you could see where all these players are coming from, seeing their parents, um, seeing what, like, some of these players come from money, you know? Some of them come from very humble uh, means, Um Joe Burrow, his house was tiny. He talked about not coming from much, and he didn't lie. He didn't come from much. Isaiah Simmons, his house was plush. And I'm like, damn, oh boy, got money already. Good for you. And then there was Cliff Kingsbury sitting in his house. And God bless you, Kings, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, it must be hard to be you. Um, it was dating Holly Saunders for a while, so you see the caliber that he's getting. But I thought as a whole, I thought the draft went well. I've never been a Roger Goodell fan. I think he's an ass clown. And he, he showed himself that way. He just, just not a funny person to try to be funny for me. And I really liked, you know, having this much more time in the draft got you to listen a little bit more about the stories of how somebody, what some of these kids have gone through. And by the way, um, the second day of the draft, which is, you know, the fourth round through the seventh round, or third day of the draft, fourth round through the seventh round, 60%, 65% of your roster consists of fourth to seventh round and free agents. So everybody thinks it's not that sort of a big deal that last day. It is quite the big deal. Uh, I'm a fifth rounder myself. I know my year, Tony Mayberry was a fourth rounder. I was a fifth rounder. Tony started for nine years. I started for nine years. So you can get a good football player late in the draft. And everybody thinks it's only about the, the first round and the second round. And oh my God, how are they going to get by? And um, you know, there was a couple of funky things that happened in the draft. Probably nothing crazier than, um, you know, the, uh, the Green Bay Packers trading up to get Jordan Love when they still have Aaron Rodgers, who's under contract for four more years. Um, you know, when you make it to the NFC Championship game without a whole lot of wide receiver help and you pick a quarterback, that's going to be hard to explain to Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I don't give a shit. I'm not a Green Bay Packers fan, but. Aaron Rodgers is not going to understand, okay? And Aaron Rodgers is a sensitive cat to begin with. So we'll see how that whole thing's the whole thing unfolds. I know some Packer fans that are justifying it. But then they went through seven rounds and didn't pick a wide receiver. <laughs> and they need a wide receiver, so I don't really understand what's going on. Uh, Jalen Hurts got picked by the Eagles. Another different move, but I, that one I understand. You could use Jalen Hurts. By the way, Jalen Hurts was my pick in the draft. Out of all the players, I said, give me Jalen Hurts. 
Uh, one year I picked Russell Wilson. Thought that was a pretty good pick. Jalen Hurts is a winner. He seems to have a great attitude. And the Eagles, with the often injured Carson Wentz, I think he's been knocked out of the last three seasons. Uh, are going to figure out a way to use Jalen Hurts to take a, take some pressure off of Carson Wentz, and you know once again use him like a Taysom Hill, and maybe give him 10, 10 snaps a game, and um, Jalen Hurts can make it can make it happen. So we'll see if that works out for the Eagles as well. But our b- beloved Buccaneers, um, I wish this is what I'm not going to do, nor do I like, nor do I, I just don't have any stomach for it. I'm not going to give the Buccaneers a grade on their draft because I think that's just stupid. Okay. Go back and look at all the past grades and you'll see how wrong everybody is all the time. All right. And like I said, you know, in 1990, when the Buccaneers drafted, when I was in the draft, Keith McCants was our first pick. I think he was a fourth pick in the draft, fourth or fifth. So right away, you're going, that's a busted draft because Keith McCants never really developed into anything. And then you look and you say, well, you know, I think it was a second round. We got Reggie Cobb, who had a nice career. We got uh, Tony Maybear, we got uh, Ian Beckles. So now, all of a sudden, the draft looks different. So it's not only about that first round pick; it's around. It's about the whole thing and how everything fits into, you know, your team and what you got accomplished a year before. So the Buccaneers went out with the first pick, and I'm going to say this, and I don't say this very often. I like the first pick from what I've seen and what I've heard. Tristan Wilf, uh, Wirfs from Iowa, like the kid in college. A uh, very versatile kid can move from right to left. I see him maybe going down to guard. If I'm not sure. Maybe not right away. I think he's going to be projected as our right tackle. Uh, from what I hear from the other scouts, it sounds like he's going to. He might be a guard, but definitely not a left tackle. But if you, to me, if you get a good right tackle, you know, John Runyon was a right tackle his whole career. And I mean, he was as effective as anybody else. I don't know why everybody thinks that that left tackle is, you know the only tackle position. If you have having good right tackle is important as well, especially if you're a team that wants to run the ball like the Buccaneers. So they got Tristan Wirth, offensive tackle, crazy. He had the longest vertical jump, longest broad jump. You've seen a video of him jumping out of a pool. The pool was about three feet, three feet deep. He jumped out of the pool onto the deck. At first, I thought it was somebody messing with video and rewound, but, but he is that explosive. So, Looking forward to seeing what he does and uh, see if he can figure out a way to uh, break into that starting position. And it's, it's his, pretty much, because DeMar, DeMar Dotson's not there. So we got that tackle that we needed in the first round. Uh, we got Antoine Winfield Sr. Um, in the second round um, from Minnesota. He's a safety. Um, don't know a whole lot about him. I know his father played in the league. It'd be junior then. Uh, father played in the league. He has good pedigree. And we'll see how he turns out. I thought the Buccaneers were going to go running back at that position, but they did that in uh, the third pick, 76th pick. And Kashawn Vaughn, the running back from Vanderbilt, once again, don't know much about Vanderbilt. Didn't watch any Vanderbilt games last year, so I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your ass because I can't do that. We'll see how that all turns out. Like I said, you can sit here and listen to all the experts, but these experts are the ones that are saying, well, Ronald Jones is a great pick. Why? Why do you think it's a great pick? Has he been a great pick? Uh, if he has, I've missed all the games. I've missed the games where Ronald Jones has been great. So there's been people that thought that Aguaya was a great pick. Okay, There's been people that thought that Tony Mandrich back in the day was the best lineman in the history of the NFL before he got there and didn't have a great career. So I'm just not wasting my breath on all of that. Fifth round, Tyler Johnson, familiar name, wide receiver from Minnesota. 
Uh, watch Minnesota in the Outback Bowl. This kid's he competes, and that's good because the Bucks are going to need a number three, uh, along with Rob Gronkowski, who they did bring in. I didn't bring that up yet, I don't believe. Um, and uh, obviously we have Brady, we have Gronkowski now, who is going to be pencil in there as a starter. Probably a guy who is, I hope, a role-type player, and we don't believe and we don't think that he's going to play 60 plays a week. I don't. Anyways, not the end of his career. He's beat up two years ago. We don't expect him to be less beat up after spending one year of partying. It doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Sixth round was uh, Khalil Davis, defensive lineman from Auburn. Seventh round was Chappelle Russell, linebacker from Temple. Um, and then we had another one in the seventh round. We had uh, Raymond Calace, running back from Louisiana. So, you know, whether these guys make the team or not is up to them. Um, you know, some guys get brought in for meat. You know, some guys get brought in for, you know, this depth just in training camp. Like you're a fifth and sixth and seventh rounder. I don't know if you're bringing them in to start, although I was a fifth rounder and I did. I did get in and start. But it's just not something you can pencil in. Your first and second and third rounder, I believe, first definitely your first and second round, you want to just hopefully pencil them in and hopefully there will be there'll be starters. But I really enjoyed what I saw in the draft and, you know, some of these players learning about their lives and, uh, you know, everybody thinks they're growing up and their, you know, their childhood was tough. And then I, I they were talking about the story of this kid, Gross Matos from Penn State, who's a nice little player. Uh, if you think your childhood was tough, um, his, his dad uh, died drowning while trying to save him, okay? Uh, they're in, I don't know if they're in a pool or what they're in some, I'm not sure where they are, but he ended up dying and gross models ended up living, but his dad saved him. And then his dad died. Okay. And years later, after this, he watched his brother get struck by lightning and die. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody thinks you're going to be the same person. If you see those things happen real time live, but you're not. And you would like to think that's going to inspire somebody, but that could send nobody, somebody over the deep end as well. I'm not sure. I wouldn't be over that damn deep end. So watch his dad die, then watch his brother die in front of him. So he plays with an attitude. And, you know, let's hope that, you know, I, I, I cheer for people like that who have been through, you know, tough, tough times. And, they've, you know, they've gone through a whole lot. So I'm literally going to be cheering for, for a, kid, a kid like that. But I'm also going to be cheering for a football season, which we don't know is going to happen. Nothing else is happening in this world. So for those of you who think that, oh, we're going to have a football season for sure. Well, you're not watching the rest of the world because the rest of the world has been canceled. And when I find myself watching, uh, you know, EA Sports on ESPN and I'm watching, you know, Snoop against Hollywood Brown, uh, you know, <laughs> playing Madden. And I know I, I need NFL football. I need something because my world is, is turning upside down and, and I don't know what to do with myself, okay? I need NFL football. If NFL football does come to fruition and comes and has a normal, uh, you know, schedule, wait till you see what those ratings are going to be. People have never watched football before dying to watch football because it's something. It's something to keep our mind off of this. And listen, we, we keep on praying for something to keep our mind off of this, but let's not keep our mind, take our mind off of what's important, and that's 
beating this thing first. It's not about just, you know, keeping us sane. It's about people not dying, okay? And there's lots of people that are dying, unfortunately. And I, I just, I, what drives me nuts is the person that bangs her head. We have to open up. Well, we have to do what's best for our country. And I hope everybody believes that. If everybody wants to uh, email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. Uh, definitely want to listen to the Ron and Ian show Monday through Friday, 95.3 FM and 6.20 AM, 3 to 7 o'clock. I appreciate you guys listening in. It's uh, it's still the off season. And uh, let's hope this off season doesn't last for months and months and months and months more. Hopefully, we're really talking about some real football coming up here real soon. But I appreciate you guys listening in. There's still plenty to talk about. So hopefully, you guys will continue to listen in. This has been In the Trenches. Everybody have a wonderful week. And please be safe. Peace out. You have been In the Trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is an MJ Morning Show podcast quick fix on Radio Influence. Tell everyone the MJ Morning Show is back. Launched the MJ Morning Show podcast back in October. We started doing them every two weeks, and then we moved to doing new episodes every single week. So you could do us a huge favor and let everybody you know know that the MJ Morning Show is back. If you could spread the word on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, phone calls, email, I mean, wherever, just let everyone know that the MJ Morning Show is back and the best place to see all the episodes listed and to see all the platforms on which you can listen, download, subscribe. Go to MJMorningShow.com. The MJ Morning Show podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, MJMorningShow.com, and RadioInfluence.com.